morning, afternoon, evening, hitchhikers. How are you out there in the planiverse? Welcome to the 68th episode of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. With me, your illustrious hostess, Karine Telvmasian, and of course, the indubitable Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Today, uh, Steve and I have been cackling for the last half hour trying to get a grip on what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about ch-ch-ch-changes, as David <laughs> Bowie once said. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the biggest issues that seems to be coming up, especially towards the end of the year, is um, and in our own minds as well. I mean, this isn't just a ha-ha, we caught you out kind of thing. It's it's a it's a human experience of saying, well, let me look back on the previous year and see how I've been. Oh, I've only been out of 75 planners this year. I'm going to try and go for two planners next year. So what I'll do is I'll change my entire setup, wait for the 31st, and then a pumpkin will appear on the 1st of January, and I will suddenly be a totally different person. And I shall use the setup that I have set up only two weeks ago, having never looked at it again, and the next year will be all of me in this insert. This is who I'd be. This is, this is the person I have selected. The, the rod has spoken. The magic wand has directed me here, and I shall never change, only to find that two weeks into January, wah, 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 you are all... <laughs> Already out of the system that you thought you were going to be forever in. Have I managed uh, and, and to summarize those, this properly, Steve? <laughs> and those two planners aren't one of the aren't any of the the seventy five you ch- you used in the previous year. Right, you f- you found yourself suddenly dipping your hand into your pocket again, going, "No, I need to buy a completely different setup now. Completely different. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything Dif- I've used. Different setup, different format, different everything. Right." <laughs> Different size. And, and, you, and usually what happens is because you've realized that there's something that has changed. A change has occurred, whether it was requested or unrequested, whether it was expected or unexpected. Life is full of change. And I think that's one of the things that we can all agree upon is that if you don't change with life, life will change you. Right? You have mm-hmm. to be able to be adaptable and flexible, kind of like the trees that bend in the wind instead of breaking. Those are the trees that actually end up growing and being able to flourish. So they might have dead bit fall off them, but that's a sacrificial bit. Right. Well, I suppose that's more of a shedding of the skin kind of thing, where you're able yeah. to let go of the things that weren't working for you, and then instead mm. harden up and and embrace the things that were working, and and you can use into your next challenge. Life is a series of challenges, but if nobody ever told you, you're hearing it for the first time here on the Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide to the Planetverse, episode 68. Uh, so, so Steve and I were talking, and, and we've come up with the fact for ourselves that using a planner can leverage you in moments of great change. And it's about embracing that planner, right, Steve? Hmm. The, the thing is, is to think about... about change in in your life in sort of more general terms and not just in your planner world change sort of terms sort of thing so take your living room for instance um when did you last change the layout of that you know is it still the same layout that 
it's always been. Maybe the furniture has changed, but it's say, the same basic layout sort of thing that you've had for the last five or ten years or so. And maybe the, the, there's a good reason for that because of the way it fits and all the rest of it and the size of things uh, and and how it is to practically use. Well, this, mm. you could say the same for your planner, couldn't you? You know, you, you've adopted a particular size for a particular reason because um, it fits your life. Well, that's fine all the time your life is still the same, you know, routine type thing that you've been doing for the last n number of years sort of thing. But, of course, there's always some spanner that is going to throw itself into the works at some point, which will change it, either because it was unexpected or a particular change in your life has, you know, suddenly relieved you of, certain duties maybe but that's you know suddenly having more free time you, whilst you might think that that's a wonderful idea um you have to adapt how you're using your planner to account for that to make the most of of these things um another thing i was thinking of is when something suddenly happens in your life uh, to make sure you're actually using your planner you don't abandon it uh, because writing things down will help you get through whatever crisis it is sort of thing um and you'll be then be able to move forward in a more controlled manner um than just sort of panicking and not knowing what what i've got to do next and you'll be able to if you've written everything down you'll be able to prioritize things put them into different contexts, that word again, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and go forward sort of thing. Um, well, I, I found that, that that's pretty much what happened to me last year. I was th thrust into this situation where I suddenly had to take care of a family member and I had to become their guardian. I had to become hmm. their custodian. I'd never even heard some of these terms that were being mentioned and I was just thrust into it. No one, I didn't wake up one morning and say, hmm, let me see how I could mess my life up today. Um, <laughs> I normally am quite good at that. I don't need anyone's help. <laughs> but in this case, I was given a lot of help. And, and one of the things that occurred to me is that I have no tools for managing this. I don't know what to do next. So this isn't like you open up the book of life and you say, all right, let's see, taking care of a parent, chapter one. Um, there are all sorts of books on elder care and, and what can be done, but before you were approached or before I even knew how to handle it, there were, there were a list of two-page lists that I had to handle that included a checklist of 25 items on each page. Mm. So uh, it wasn't even that I, I knew what I was getting into. I didn't know what I was getting into, and I had no tools, and there was no one to really talk about or help me figure out how to manage this particular change. I know my friend uh, Patricia Dugan with the Dugan Difference, that's all they do is they talk about change management and how to leverage the tools that you've already got to deal with the change that's coming up. And if you know that there's a change that's coming up, that's a perfect time, as Steve said, to contextualize your planner and begin either create a tab or create a section or create an entire planner that is dedicated to this one major change. I mean, we know people that, ha I used to have a, a planner is completely dedicated to nutrition and uh, fitness. So mm -hmm. you, you don't need to have 
only one tab for that. You can have an entire planner dedicated to that particular change that you're looking to focus on in your life. What do you do though? How do you, how do you get from, I don't know what I'm doing to, wow, everything's under control. Do you have any recommendations for that, Steve? That I, what I simply do quite often is I have always keep some lined paper at the front of my organizer as like a sort of equivalent of like an inbox, if you like. So I've always got just three or four sheets of lined paper. Once I've written my notes or whatever it is, it, as it pertains to whatever it is I'm doing, in a, either in a particular week or a particular time, I can sort of move the thing, because if I'm using rings, I can move it from the front into the appropriate place where I'm dealing with it. So it's always to hand... Um, in addition to my normal weekly stuff sort of thing. So it's never far, no more, no more than a page flip away sort of thing. And if it's going to carry on um, to the following weeks, of course, I can then keep moving that one sheet of paper into, you know, several weeks down the line sort of thing until it's dealt with. And then I can archive the thing or just put it into an appropriate place sort of thing. But, you know, it, it's keeping things simple, really. You don't need to go over the top with having to have a particular insert or something. Often just the simple things like a, a to-do list or just lined paper will often suffice for so many other things that you they, they weren't necessarily originally designed for. You know, a to-do list is great for, you know, listing things that you've got to do sort of thing and you can put add notes to it and what have you. Then you've got that nice tick box at the end. There's nothing more satisfying yes. than going, tick, yes. <laughs> do, you, do you have your tick tick marks in different colors than in, in which you wrote mm. the, the task? I no, do. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I like to have a green check mark for the record. <laughs> so the task is written in red and, and the check mark is in green. One of the things that that Steve and I were also discussing beforehand was that don't always feel obliged to have to deal with the inserts that are are sent to you from the company. So, for example, if you've bought Mm. yourself a Filofax and you know that you're not really keen on those inserts, don't feel that that's the the parameters of the extent of your planning. It's it's. Mm. There's more to it. And I know Corey Large, one of our members over at Blenerology, had suggested perhaps we do an episode on uh, the cherry picking or Franken planners. I know she had written an article in uh, mm. Carrie Harling's magazine. Why not? Why not look at all the different systems that are out there and cherry pick mm. the ones that are best for you and say, well, it just so happens that I really like Filofax's inserts. I, I'm very keen mm. on them. They're very yeah. simplistic. They're very they're already formatted. I don't have to think about it. I just pop them in. They go. They're standardized. Now, if they could just get on with this planning business of using blue ink and black ink and not sure about which one, <laughs> we can, I think we'll get over this um, ink apocalypse thing as well. Uh, but that works for me. There are some gaps that I'm missing in my planner. For example, I'm still working on how to manipulate my daily dailies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's gotten better. And one of the things that I realized, and I know Steve was very proud of me when I told him that, I realized that the client situation that I had was I couldn't keep track of where my clients were. I ended up getting an acrylic board where I could keep my clients separate, but still in front of my field of vision on a daily basis. 
And this way they weren't getting lost in uh, the process of where I'm planning and the time and date of other things that were getting caught up because the the clients would disappear. Somehow they would just get lost in, in the shuffle. And now they're just in their own dedicated format. And I remember you told me, Steve, that sometimes you do need a separate place outside of your planner to be able to keep visual tabs on what's going on. So that might be a system that you may want to look at. This is one thing I'd love to actually try with um, a duplex binder. Mm. So you've got two sets of rings, but you can actually see effectively four pages at once. So you've got maybe on the sort of left-hand side set of rings, you've got your wig view permanently open on the right hand side you've got say either two pages of notes or project notes or whatever and of course yeah. you can then flip between those two quite happily um and you know and but still keeping in view your what you're supposed to be doing that day or that week or whatever and so um, then for the not, record it's... dear vendor spec and Julio and anybody else who <laughs> makes planners we would love to have duplex <laughs> planners back into the existence of planner yes. <laughs> and i think that's why people choose the diy fish inserts as well because you can fold them out exactly to have larger yeah. real estate you can turn a personal planner into way more than an a5 will mm. ever be by simply allowing you can have the month on two pages, I believe, the week, the day, and then any other layout that you want all open up into one field of vision and then fold mm. them back up so that they can be contained within the personal size or A5 or whatever. Or, or you just go the whole hog and you have an A4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even then you're limited to whatever's on that page. It's just on larger, it's just yeah, a larger it's size. It's just so big, but you, you can have all of your current a5 planet on one page rather than two and, and then you get your fitness goals uh, achieved as well because it takes two <coughs> hands to lift each page yeah, and, turn exactly. it. <laughs> and if it's if, if it's raining outside you can shelter underneath it <laughs> or you can slide down a slide and evade the police right in that movie uh, the filofax movie what was it get, taking care of business i forgot what it was called something like that the jim belushi and uh, charles Grodin. Yeah. The, the only problem I can foresee with with going sort of the duplex route and with folding out pages and whatever is the amount of desk space it then consumes. That's the that's the biggest downside. Of, of the duplexes I've work. seen have not been any bigger than personal yeah. size, Steve. Yeah, no, no bigger in height, but they are com- considerably wider. At, uh, well, well, yeah, because whatever. they open up. Oh, I, yeah. I see the footprint you're saying. Yeah, the footprint that yeah. they take up on a desk. Hmm. Yeah, when yeah. you're actually in use. That, that's the biggest problem I've got with using A4. It's it's fine as it is, but once you've got the ah, yes. thing open, there's no space for anything else on the desk. <laughs> I don't know about you and how, how you live your life, Steve. Um, but, <laughs> but when I plan, um, I like to make a sizable amount of room for myself in front of me with no distractions other than the pens that I'm using. Uh, is that mm. something that, that you have or do you pile on top of things? That there's always space for an open A5 alongside me all the time. Just in case, eh? Well, it, it always stays open. Otherwise, it's a closed planner is not really of any use to you, is it? Did you all hear that? Yeah. You heard it right here. A closed planner is not of any use. I know plenty of people that keep their planners on their desk closed all the time. Mine is open as well. I have a, yeah. an acrylic book stand. 
that yeah. I use. It was meant to Re- be a Bible holder. Uh, yeah, but or I have, recipe book. Um, right, is right. The other exactly. Recipe things. book holder, exactly. So what I yeah. do is I per- permanently have my planner mm. open to the pages that are mm. relevant to me in that moment, even if I'm not in my planner, because I find mm. myself gazing at it as one would with a secondary computer screen. It's just yeah. there. It's reminding me. And, and th- I think that might actually solve some people's issues with, well, I forgot to look into my planner. I know mm. I wrote it down, but then I forgot to check it, and I yeah. found myself going the whole day without having having looked into it. You have to make a uh, habit of being able to have that in front of you so that you can access it, or you can set digital alarms otherwise to remind mm. you to look into your paper planner, which I like that because that sort of marries the digital and analog conversation. Leaving it open, for me, it's, it's just like having um, an app open all the time. Right. It's this the equivalent of that. You know, you, you don't have to open it. You can just literally pick your pen up and write on it there and then. There's no delay. There's no sort of chance to actually forget something. You can and, just literally And it go doesn't in run there. out of batteries if you leave it open. It no. doesn't eat up batteries. <laughs> it, it's so nice. You know, as, as much as I like to shut my computer down for the evening when I go to sleep, I can leave my planner open. <laughs> nothing bad will happen to it. <laughs> the pages won't curl. Nothing will go bad. It's okay. Nope. <laughs> the other thing I'd like to sort of touch on about um, the change of in, in things is the change of the year. I, I find it amusing i suppose is the word i'm Mm. looking for that you know everything has to finish on the 31st of december and there's a whole new life gonna commence on january the first and and they're completely unrelated as if as if january the first doesn't follow december 31st as if they're on opposite ends of the spectrum So, oh, look, a whole new year. Wow, we weren't waiting for that to happen. (laughs) I'd forgotten all about that. No. no. (laughs) I start thinking about the next year in terms of any changes, any upcoming appointments, trips, and all the rest of it. Um, From round about sort of these days, sort of August, September onwards, because any anything can happen you know you want to be ahead of the game um in terms of you know even something that's going to happen in march um right hold on so if i've got a if i'm doing something in march when's 12 weeks before that Uh, like christmas more or less exactly (laughs) depending when you march it is of course but in terms of you know if you've got to book some rail tickets or something and you want to get the the best rate you've got to go count back and then all of a sudden you find yourself oh hold on a minute that that trip i'm planning in mid-march the actual best time to uh, book the tickets is going to be in the last week of december more or less um because i ended up doing that <laughs> as one does <laughs> as one does i didn't do it on christmas day i must admit it was um, a couple of days <laughs> that's later a, that's but, a new uh, one for you well and, and that's the thing <laughs> it's lovely to be able to and i know we we've had some success with this in planerology in being able to theme our months ahead of time and be able to give mm. ourselves something to look forward to so that when you are say in october or september of the year that you're in and you're looking forward to the following year and someone says, well, what are you going to be up to in April or May? 
you can simply pop over into your planner and say, here's what I'm focusing on in May or here's what I'm up to in June. Mm. And and I think that's a nice tip. I'd like to extend that to the rest of the planner verse and suggest that perhaps the year shouldn't be this th- ends on the 31st, begins on the first thing that we all get around to so often. Rather, a continuous experience of days that allow itself in the time space continuum to happen as we exist in our lives such that when you find yourself planning you're not just planning until the end of the year and then oh my goodness let's look on the first and see what we've got going on on the second Uh, there tends to be this very harsh delineation and I think that's that's what Steve and I are trying to get everyone mm. to see is that you can, in fact, see the year as a nonstop year. It never yeah. stops. It sort of just flows. So it's a, like a rolling 12 months rather than... Yes, a... yes. And, so, and, and having said that, that can also include you could do October to October. Mm. You could do June to June. It doesn't have to be at the end of the year. No. One, if, if you are in the considering because you know some change is going to happen in the following year. Mm. So you are anticipating changing either the format of your calendar, your diary or whatever, or the size or or whatever. Um, It doesn't harm to, you know, ahead of the end of the year, if you are going to do this change at the new year sort of thing, to actually just, you know, start start planning the next year by having printed off just a simple um, year planner for the following year. Right. So you get at least some idea of when things are happening. So you've got that reminder already in place. So you know what's going to be happening in what month, when in the month, to make sure there's no clashes in, you know, in scheduling different things um with various you know because with family life you get all sorts of stuff thrown right. at you and, and, and not start... everybody's aware of your schedule and what you have in mind no and particularly at christmas when you're talking to the rest of your family hopefully um, you could be exchanging at that point in time so when are you going on holiday next year and oh, we were thinking of doing this and thinking of doing that and oh there's right. a, a wedding to that's um planned or something like this and so it's nice to have a a bit of a feeling for when things are happening even if there's no actual concrete bookings taking place yet but you've got some sort of idea of when things are happening when the kids are going to be on holiday uh, when you will be able to schedule um, holidays at work and why because some people are restricted in that sense sort of thing you know, the, the 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 classic that I can remember from work um, was, when's Easter next year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yes, it's between this date. Or it can be between this date and this date. But when is it this coming year? Because it's always, it's never the same weekend, um, two years running sort of thing. And of course, that can throw complete turmoil into the system by suddenly oh hold on oh i didn't realize that it was that weekend and i've just gone and booked it oh no wonder it was so expensive to book yes right and, and that was one of the the questions that had come up in in planerology about how can you go ahead and theme your months if you don't know what your life's going to be 
Mm. And, and there's a couple of ways of responding to this. Number one, nothing will ever get done if you don't plan it. You have to plan something. If You're always welcome to change the plans. But if you don't ever plan it, then not, it's always going to be up to circumstance. And that's the one thing we want to avoid is we want to have as much control of our lives as possible in terms of where we're going. If you're not going in the direction that you like, then change it. And that's mm. the one way you can change it is by applying a set of themes or intentions that you would like for a particular month. Now, I don't know if I'm going to keep the intentions that I've set up for 2018. But I do know that if I get myself in a pickle and find myself somewhere in August where, let's say, the intention was, I don't know, consistency, and I mm. find that I'm traveling every single day of August and mm -hmm. practically impossible to be consistent with anything other than travel, then I can adjust. I can adjust my sales. I can adjust my timing. I can adjust my planning. It's not chiseled in stone. There is no planning police that's going to come after you and say, well, you said you were going to be consistent during this month, and now we find that you haven't, and so you're going to get a summons in the amount of X number of dollars and cents. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. But if you never plan it, then it never happens. So you're right, Stephen, that it's nice to get an idea, sort of like people that book holidays and then they book again that same year. As soon as they're done, they book the same time yeah. next year because they want to reserve their spots. They mm. don't know if they're going to be able to come back or not, but they have the reservation in place. And if they yep. decide that they're not going to come back, they have now the option to change. And that's the, the purpose. They have the control of that change to either mm. say, yes, we shall continue with our plans or no, we have other plans coming up. And, and that's what gets people sometimes is, is not knowing. It's been able to uh, adapt as well through the year and having maybe some sort of contingency plans um, relating to what you've planned ahead where you, if need be, you can swap things around. So you've got, well, okay, we want to go and visit um, auntie whoever, um, but you can put in, say, two or three weekends when that will happen, uh, depending on, you know, someone else who wants to come with you or whatever. But at least you will have highlighted the possibilities um, ahead of time. And you know yourself, which is the most preferable, um, because you want to avoid a particular weekend. That'll be the sort of third choice if you like because it's someone else's birthday or something and they're likely to throw a brilliant party and you want to be at that party because you missed it last year <laughs> am i relating that, that's, here that's a little trick i give to my clients uh that, that's a good that reminds me of a trick i teach my clients when they're trying to book an interview with their uh, potential employer yeah. i suggest they give them a time that they want a time and day that they want mm. and then usually friday at 4 30 is the other option <laughs> no employer ever picks Friday at 4.30. So that's how you get the day that you, and time that you would like to have planned your interview for the week. Poets Day. <laughs> right, Boxing Day, whatever. Pick, <laughs> pick, pick the game that you want to play. Um, but, and, and that's the bottom line is that if you don't plan it, it won't happen. And if you think, well, no. I'll, leave, I'll leave it to when I'm closer to the day to plan it, by then you've already missed that window of opportunity you've missed all to be your able to plan other opportunities, things. haven't you? Yeah, yeah. It, it's sometimes, yeah. It, it also, going through change is a difficult thing. But if you're assertive about it, 
saying, yes, I want to do this and I want to do it on this particular day, it's more likely to happen because you've made the choice of the actual timing of something. So you've built yourself up to doing it on a particular day rather right. than trying to squeeze it into a day when you're already busy and it's just going to be too much to sort of take on board something. Um, if you've got choice in the matter, then, of course, that's not always going to be the case, I realise. Um, but if you try and sort of work out when to do things, um, then, you know, you're, you're sort of halfway there, really, I think, um, in terms and, of... And that's the thing, you know, if you do leave it to circumstance, normally chaos tends to find you in the worst possible moment. <laughs> so it is, in fact, when you're busiest that things tend to land on your desk. Have you ever noticed that? That's, that's a, yeah. it's the, what is it, the theory of entropy, right? Or the law of entropy, that all things are going towards chaos and, and destruction. There's, there's something about having an untidy desk because nobody wants to, where, where do I put this down? <laughs> the moment Never looks as if you're doing when... anything. <laughs> don't clean it because that's when chaos strikes yeah exactly <laughs> that probably explains i should probably let my desk stay messy and not tidy it up <laughs> i tidied it up I, all last year <laughs> i do have occasionally have a tidy up because i lose things under things but uh... <laughs> well so so what tips can you offer us for change management in our planners steve i i think the simple approach really of trying to always have something to hand so that if something suddenly drops in your in your lap literally you've got somewhere to write it down you've got you can capture those important bits of facts and what have you simply even if it's slightly untidily at first and then you can then transfer it in a more orderly fashion later um and just just simple things like having at the front of your planner somewhere um, or you've put some little um, stick on tabs at sort of a to-do list page and a line paper page so you can quickly get to them as simple as that yep my tip is to carry around with you a set of post-it notes I've mm. become a great fan of them, especially the real sticky ones, the ones that don't peel off and fall off easily. I have found myself writing a lot of notes on these and popping them into my planner on A5. I think you can get almost four of them that fit on there properly. Mm. And then moving those to the contexts that are needed when you have a moment to collect yourself. But oftentimes mm. I was missing a lot of information and I found that holding the post-it notes along with me, carrying them with me, uh, made all the difference. So where can we find you, Steve? I particularly like the lined post-it notes, but, you know. <laughs> that's, that's another episode altogether. <laughs> now where can we find the, you, I said. <laughs> the the, the post-it note episode. <laughs> <laughs> the post-it note. Oh, my God. I've got you, hell of you'll find me in mo the you. nearest stationery shop looking at post-it notes. <laughs> uh, yes, we have yes. got carried away. <laughs> you'll find me in the usual place of com travelersnotebooktimes.com and on Instagram as Mr. Filofaxi. And you can find me at Throat Punch Resumes and Planerology.com and on Facebook and on Instagram as Kareem Tovmasyan. And remember, if you liked this episode, if you enjoyed it, please like it, share it, and tell everyone about it. Mm -hmm.